Welcome to Transformation, the untold stories of motherhood, the podcast that helps you find community and support, because no one should have to go through it alone. I am your host, Sarah Philibaum. We're so glad that you're here. Trigger warning. This podcast is intended for mature listeners. We discuss mature themes surrounding pregnancy, childbirth, parenting, relationships, and mental health, which may be triggering for some and is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Even devastation is an opportunity for transformation. Even devastation is an opportunity for transformation. Hey friends, um, thank you so much for coming back for part two. Um, part one last week, I sort of talked about my pregnancy and childbirth and becoming a mom journey. And then this week, we are the story continues. So basically, where we left off last week was we, I decided to leave and uh, take my daughter out of very out of a very abusive situation and into basically leading into a better life for her. So this was the end of January of 2021. And uh, it was an 11-hour drive. My dad had a U-Haul filled with all of our stuff. Um, I had me, and Sophie was in her car seat. She was 21 months old at the time. And we made the journey back to Maryland. We stopped halfway in Columbus, Ohio, got a hotel, and then drove um, the rest of the way back home to Maryland, which, which is where we live now. Now, before I had done all of this, I had consulted with th- actually three different lawyers, um, two in Maryland and one in Illinois, to figure out what are my legal rights. I did everything that they told me to do. Um, in fact, the one in Illinois, I had a free consultation for two hours. He was a, sort of a friend of a friend and he does like family and childhood child law. And I figured out what are my rights? What, how do I do this the proper way? And so I followed all their protocol. Same thing with Maryland. Um, so yes, I did have legal counsel and legal advice, um, actually from three different people. And I basically told everyone, this is what's happening. This is what is, this is what's going on. Um, There were really a a couple of things that were really important to me in this situation. And all of them happened. Uh, So we basically, we just, the biological father of my child and I, we decided to settle things legally outside of court so that we did not have to go to court and spend a ton of money and get that. So we sort of, we came up with an agreement on our own and that is what, we have stuck to so far. Um, when we got home, so first of all, snow, you know, it snowed. It was like light snowing. It was fine. Like it wasn't that big of a deal, but I would say the last hour of that 11 hour journey, it, it started to become like a full on snowstorm. And that's when I started to actually be, be afraid. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to make it up the hill with this giant U-Haul and my car and I have a baby in the back seat. Um, you know what, but we did. And I kept saying, I'm like, I didn't come this far to only come this far. 
like we're gonna make it home and we did we got home a neighbor helped us unload all the boxes and and there was my life there was my entire life in a ton of boxes in the garage and again um in the last episode I talked a lot about failure failing in motherhood feeling like I was doing everything wrong uh and here I am staring at my entire life. Uh, I was about to be 34 years old, living back living at home with my baby, s- single mom. And I was like, I, now I've really failed. I, I, I have failed. Even though everyone said that this was the best decision um, for Sophie and for me as well, but, mo- but mostly for Sophie. Uh, every time I talked to anybody about this, her pediatrician... Uh, called the National Domestic Violence Hotline, called the National Suicide Hotline, talked to friends and family. Everyone said, you're not failing, Sarah. You're a really good mom and you're doing a really good job. And I really, I needed that encouragement because I just felt like I had been failing for the majority of, of my motherhood journey. I really kind of feel like motherhood had kind of just run me over with a Mack truck. Um, And so it was starting over in my childhood home. Uh, I, when I graduated high school, I, that was the last time that I lived here like full time. So that would have been 2005. Uh, You know, I, I went to college in Virginia for four years. I lived in New York for a year and then I lived all over the country for 10 years. I lived in Illinois for a while uh, back at home. Uh, I really had no community here, no real friends here. Sort of all of my, my real friends were kind of, you know, this one lives in New York and another one lives in Florida. Another one is like on tour right now, an international tour. And so everyone was just kind of everywhere. Um, and so I said, now what? Now what do I do? And it was, it was getting back to getting back to work. So I was, again, didn't have a job. Uh, My dad was working full time. So I was like a real stay at home mom. And let me tell you, I honestly believe that one of the hardest and most difficult jobs in the entire world is being a stay at home mom. It is so hard. It is so between feeding and dressing and crying and tantrums and all day and doing doctor's appointments and, you know, doing it's a lot. It's it's very emotionally and mentally exhausting. Um, but I did it because that is what was the best. That, that is what needed to be done for Sophie at that time. And every day that she took her afternoon nap, it was getting on the phone and calling people, calling, trying to figure out childcare, figuring out daycares, calling health insurance, trying to figure out, figure out health insurance, figuring out pediatrician and doctors and daycare and, um, Trans- basically transferring everything over because what all the work that I had done a year and a half ago, so this would have been right when she was born because everything was set up in Maryland, our health insurance, pediatrician, doctors, everything. I, I had to transfer all of that over to Illinois, which dealing with health insurance is a giant pain in the ass, generally speaking. But I did it. I did it all myself. And then a year and a half later when we moved back, I basically had to do the reverse of everything that I had done. So it was, is her pediatrician still available? Can we still get back on our old health insurance? What about daycare options? And I needed to find a job. 
What about finding a new, like, pandemic was was still going on. I was still laid off from my job. My previous job was still closed. They weren't open. I really had no idea, like, no one was really communicating with me from over there. So I really had no idea what was going on. Um, okay, I guess we're just, we're at 34 with a baby. I'm starting over and I'm a single mom now. But looking back, I had really been a single mom pretty much from the very beginning. I spent the majority of my pregnancy as a alone, single, you know, like like going to all the doctor's appointments by myself, doing all the research by myself. Um, you know, my family helped me a lot. And thank God I had a very supportive family. But doing that and again, when the biological father of my child was gone, Uh, You know, when he, well, first of all, when he broke up with me, and then again, when he was gone for six months for National Guard training, again, single mom, same thing. So I had really already done the majority of it on my own already. So I was like, this really isn't any different. But, you know, just now we live in a different state, a different location. That is what was different. Um, I felt very strongly about legally changing her last name. Um, because she had his last name because he had proposed to me a week before I gave birth and we had the intention of getting married. Um, I was not going to marry him until I fully trusted him. I never did. So that never happened. And I think that was a decision for the best. So I said, and I had to do, I, I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. And when I became a mom, like, here's the other thing. I had never taken care of a baby full time on my own ever. Not a single day in my life. I'd never changed a single diaper. Um, I, I, I just read books and took classes and like learned how to do it. And so much of it I had done alone because that that's that is what was needed to be done. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, I was terrified. I was I was really afraid of being alone with my baby. And then as more time went by, it was like, oh, I've driven halfway across the country by myself with my baby. I've been a stay-at-home mom all day with my baby and now my toddler. I'm teaching her how to walk. I'm teaching her how to eat. I'm taking her to, like, I literally took her to every single doctor's appointment, every single one, figured out her childcare, figured out her health insurance, figured it all out you know I just figured it out because I because I'm her mom I'm her mother and that's what you do as a mother is you protect your children no matter what and you put their happiness before your own no matter what that is what the job requires so uh I found I had a bunch of part-time jobs I had I think at last year I had I don't know seven different like I taught dance classes I worked for my uncle for a while. I did social media marketing. I taught some theater camps at a DC theater over the summer. I did a couple shows. I recorded my podcast. Um, did a lot. Did a lot. Figured out. Figured out her daycare, and now she's in preschool. Um, and then, like very, very fortunately, I uh, I had a few friends sort of from around here, and a friend of mine recommended me for a teaching job it was like a part-time teaching job and then it ended up turning into a full-time like being in charge of a whole dance program and I needed a full-time job you know my unemployment had run out and that's what I needed and pretty much simultaneously over the summer I had heard I had received an email from my old job 
basically saying uh, they didn't really know the future of that program and uh, a lot of uncertainty and they weren't really sure if I would be able to have a full-time job anymore. Um, and that was pretty much all that I heard about that. So I thought, okay, this opportunity opened up. I guess, you know, we'll go with this. We'll do this for now. Um, teaching dance classes, which I love, and do sort of like running the whole program and being and hiring teachers, coordinating the dance recital. Um, you know, I signed Sophie up for dan her first dance class. And uh, I was, last year, I was a single mom. Um, like a, Like a true single mom. And it was uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done. It was a shit ton of work and coordinating everything and planning everything and organizing it, but also like asking for help. I didn't do it alone. I really did not do it alone. Even though I, there were many, many times where I felt incredibly lonely. My dad is a true angel and uh, he helps me out still to this day so much. And he really has stepped up and has been like kind of like the other parent, you know, in, in this situation and has been a, an incredible and wonderful father figure to Sophie. And she just loves him so much. Um, they, the mommy and me dance class that I took, well, it was grandfather and granddaughter dance class because I taught the class and my dad was the other parent. And it was just like the, literally the sweetest thing um, in the world. You know, so many people, people I didn't even know, like people sent things in the mail, um, gift cards, like friends of mine, friends of friends, grandmas of friends would like send baby blankets and people would send Target gift cards and like just so much support and community. Um, just I'm just, I, I couldn't I just couldn't have got through it. And, and a big thing that really helped me, like I started listening to um, podcasts a lot because Sophie would take a nap or she would be asleep in the car or it'd be late at night or in the morning. And I listened to, I'd say like one or two podcasts a day. And again, like listening to other people speak and their experience, it, it sort of like took me, it got me out of my own experience and helped me. And that was another thing that helped me to start my first podcast and why I really wanted to start this pot, my second podcast is because I would say on a daily basis, it was one of those things like listening to podcasts helped me to not feel so freaking alone in the world and what I was going through. It was really, really helpful for me. And that is a big reason why I am starting this podcast. I always try to think like, I always try to bring it back to the question of why. Why do you do the things that you do? Why do you say the things that you say? Why do you make the choices that you do? And my biggest why for this podcast is to, I really want to help other struggling people out there to know that whatever you might be going through, you are not going through it alone and that there is community, there is support and there is help available. And um, this podcast, like it isn't just for moms, like sure, like I am interviewing moms sharing their own personal experiences and how they got through difficult things and resources that helped them. But it's also for it's for dads. It's for grandparents. It's for partners. It's for caregivers. It's for people who have questioned like, 
is motherhood for me? Is parenthood for me? Like, am I ready for this? Like, do should I be a mom? Do I want to be a mom? Am I supposed to be a dad? Like, I don't know. It, it It's really, this podcast is for everyone. Like, I really want to make it and share these stories so that like, again, like, yes, it is called Transformation, the Untold Stories of Motherhood, but it's not just for moms. It's, it's for everybody. Um, some other things I, you know, just like statistically, 50% of all pregnancies are unplanned. And I had always planned to be a mom. Um, I just, I just sort of feel like, I don't know. Strangely, I feel like Sophie kind of found me and she came into my life to really, to save me. I, I believe, um, and also to turn me into, like, a way, 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 way better version of myself. Like, this is sort of like the <laughs> the glow up. The, and it was a lot of pain. It was going through years of pain. And, I, and part of me, like, I'm still going through it. I, I'm not 100% healed from everything that happened. Um, I had a therapist when we were living back in Illinois. I, I now have another therapist here in Maryland and she's really helping me process all of the past trauma and is really helping me w- like tr- actively work on my depression right now. Um, another like st- statistically one in four women and girls will experience some form of abuse in their lifetime, whether that is physical emotional, mental, sexual abuse. Um, and I think that that's really sad. And, and we need to be actively working to change that. One in four women and girls will experience some form of abuse in their lifetime. That is horrific. And why? Why Why is it still so prevalent? I mean, like, it happened to me. It, it, it could happen to anyone. And I look at the person who I was before and the person who I am now and that person who was so i such a bright light and funny and creative and motivated and stubborn and sort of like i don't know best friends with everyone and the life of the party and then life just kind of i don't know just kind of chew, chewed me up and spit me out and kind of beat me down for a while and again who who i was then was also very selfish and very, very fearful, and I think was always kind of putting on a face, wasn't fully honest about certain things, and was really afraid of asking for help. And you go through this transformation, which I have gone through, and on the other side of it, you know, I've been crawling my way out out of a deep, dark tunnel now for a while, and I can see the light, and who I am now is very brave and and unafraid and just like the things that used to matter like don't really matter anymore um i'm not afraid to ask for help i'm not afraid to be fully honest i'm not afraid like i before i would i would have never done anything like this before i became a mom i really was just like my life was all about oh like what musical am i doing and who am i dating like who's my boyfriend what show am i doing I was very defined by external factors, and now I think I am much more defined by things internally, and how can I help people, 
and, you know, through like service and through my words and storytelling and sharing other people's stories. Um, yeah, definitely like major, major difference. I also think that the process of becoming a mom, like all of the things that you before you were a mom, like that you used to really, really struggle with the act of motherhood and and parenting and parenthood, like the day to day of it, it almost like forces you to be like become way better at those things that you used to be terrible at because you have to like it's it's part of the job so like it challenge it challenges you in these beautiful ways like before was so afraid of asking for help now ask for help all the time before was very selfish and was only thinking about me 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 and like what about me and what about my career and what now it's more focused on community and service and how can we help each other as a whole um yeah before we used to, my god used to be so afraid and so self-conscious and now I'm like I don't have time for that shit <laughs> I'm busy <laughs> you know what I mean like I just don't I don't have time like I, I've got bigger fish to fry now because I am a mother and also my experiences of being a single mother for a while also really I think really it, it's a total like shift for the better total mind shift total perspective shift um yeah. So a little bit more about this podcast. Um, the the music that you heard at the beginning is an original composition from my very dear friend, Zach Smith. He is the sound editor of There's No People Like Show People, my other podcast, and also this podcast. He's one of my best friends in the entire world. And absolutely, I'd say the top three people who has always really been there for me, um, best friend, just calls me all the time is like, Sarah, I'm just checking on you. How are you doing? He's a positive light. Um, he yeah, he's such a helper. And so this podcast, it's really like a joint effort. It's me and Zach who do this podcast, the first podcast and this. And you know what, while you're at it, if you feel like it, ch check out the first podcast. It's called There's No People Like Show People. Um, and it's really a podcast for artists and the artist journey and things that we struggle with. I'm also doing that podcast simultaneously while I'm starting this podcast <laughs> because I'm a crazy person <laughs> or or maybe it's, I don't know, I just felt so strongly to do it. Like I just felt like this is something that I needed to do and I'm really proud of myself that I'm actually finally doing it because why have one podcast when you can have two podcasts? I'm... The name came to me so quickly. Uh, I always knew, like literally I've had this idea for the past two years. I always knew that it was going to be called Transformation, the Untold Stories of Motherhood. And there's a lot of shit to tell. There's so much shit. I know moms are going to be talking on here about single parenthood, about breastfeeding, about um, injuries, recovery, tantrums, what it's teenagers, uh, miscarriage, there's just, I mean, there's so much to, to cover. And I think that we need to be normalizing being able to talk about the hard things because it, it, in a way, just talking about it, just letting it out, just getting it off your chest. It just makes it even just a little bit easier. If we can help you carry those burdens, we carry them together. You should not have to carry them alone. So the image, I chose a, uh, a phoenix rising from the ashes. Because of my own personal experience, I felt like 
when I gave birth and became a mother, I f- I really did feel like somebody died that day and it was my former self. It was everything that had come before. Somebody had died and now a new, better version was, was emerging and was rising. And the legend of the phoenix, they die and then they rise, you know, from the ashes into a fiery, like a stronger version of themselves. And so I love that. I love that image. That is sort of like what the the cover image of our podcast is. It kind of looks like a cross between a phoenix and an angel almost. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's just it's rising again and rising new. Uh, yeah, gosh, where to even, <laughs> where, where, I know this, friends, if you are still listening, like, honestly, God bless you, because I know this is a lot of me talking, but I really wanted the first two episodes to sort of be a full picture and a full scope of who I am, where I came from, where I'm going, who I am now, what are my goals, like, what am I hoping to achieve with this podcast, um, so I think I want to end with, I want to share some resources with you. These are resources that I personally used when I was going through my journey and things that really, really helped me out. So the first one is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And the number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that would be the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233. I called them a couple times. They were really, really helpful. So if you feel like you are going through something like that, it's always helpful to uh, have someone listen. The next one would be the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Now, they have merged. So I think it was the National Suicide Hotline and the Crisis Lifeline. They are now together. So I think if it's, this is pretty new. If you dial 988, it should take you right to them, 988. Or they also do still have the old number, which is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. I called them one time and uh, in the middle of the night when I just couldn't stop crying because I just needed to, someone who didn't know what was going on, I just needed them to listen. Um, and that got me through the night. Uh, WIC is amazing. W-I-C. It's, it's a government organization and it stands for Women, Infants, and Children. So if you go to WICAssistance.org, again, WIC, W-I-C, assistance.org, they are amazing. You can qualify for so many benefits, free things, free classes, breastfeeding help, nutrition help. Um, Also, like sometimes you get like a card, like again, you have to qualify for all of this. But a lot of people, they like really help out women who just who just need a little extra help, like help at the grocery store, buying fresh fruits and vegetables for your or even like formula. Um, They're uh, honestly the nicest government organization that I have ever dealt with by far. So that is WIC, capital W-I-C, WICAssistance.org. It's a state-by-state thing. You just go in, you type in your information, and they connect you with someone. And then uh, finally, Planned Parenthood 
is great with sort of like helping you with all of all of your different options. If you become pregnant and you're not sure. And again, um, women should be able to choose. We should have autonomy over our own bodies, our minds, and whether we decide to have children or not. But they help you with planning, adoption, abortion, um, pregnancy, childbirth, sonograms, information, resources. They're really, really great. So that is plannedparenthood.org. And, you know, I think something that is so simple that, that people really, I have struggled with, is just asking for help. It's just letting people, half the time, if you're struggling and you, and you don't tell anyone or nobody knows, like, then how can they help you? Asking your friends for help, asking your family for help, um, maybe asking, a, you know, finding a therapist or, or a support group or something like that. There were so many times where I don't think that people, when I was going through all of this, they didn't really know the full picture or the full scope of everything that was going on because... All they would see was like a cute little baby in a cute Disney outfit costume on Instagram and be like, oh, Sarah, she's so happy. She's a, a new mom and she's so happy. And, and I wasn't. I was really, I mean, I felt like for a very long time, I, on a day-to-day -day basis, I was just barely keeping my head above water for about almost three years. It was a three-year journey of what felt like constant daily struggle. Um, but then, you know, I started asking for help and, and people, they want to help you. The help is out there. The help is available and, and they want to help you. All you have to do is ask for it. Um, yeah, I, I look back at this year and I've, I finally feel like very slowly my life is starting to finally turn around in 2022. A lot of really, really great things have happened. Um, I found a full-time job. I am starting this new podcast. Um, I keep recording the other podcast. Uh, I, I have an incredibly wonderful, supportive, kind boyfriend who we've been together f for th pretty much this whole year, um, who, who really, he's such a good caretaker. Um, he takes care of me. He takes care of Sophie, you know, cause when I started dating again, of course I was terrified. I was scared. I was really afraid. Um, but I was not just dating for me anymore. I was dating for me and also trying to find someone who was going to be a good father figure for my child, someone that I could fully 100% trust. And with my boyfriend, like I totally trust him. I'm so, we're so honest with each other. Um, and it's, it's really such a beautiful thing to watch him becoming a dad for the first time. He's doing such a great job and he helps me, um, in so many wonderful ways. And I think how I want to end part two of this episode is that even if you were going through a really, really, really dark time, there is always light to be found. And even if it is just a flicker or, one, you know, just a tiny, tiny light. Um, it, it is always there. It is, and, and things will get better and it might take a really long time, but slowly and surely they, they will get better. Um, thank you so much for listening to all of this and following us. Uh, we have an Instagram, follow us on Instagram. It's, it's transformation motherhood pod. 
Uh, and I'm so excited to see where this journey takes us. You know, we're, we're at the very beginning. We're at the very brink of something that I think is going to be yet again, truly transformative. Never forget, even devastation is an opportunity for transformation. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.